as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. What's up, everybody? We are back again. It is Thursday night. You know what that means. It is the Top Pair Podcast. I am your host. It is Eric Weinstein. And with me, all the way from Charlotte, North Carolina, Nick Maxwell. Nicky, what's up, buddy? I still do a double take every time you say that. I think it's still like, I like I've accepted that I moved, but like when I hear people, other people say it, I kind of do like a what? What did you say? Like, oh yeah, this is where I live. Well, you're the southern correspondent for the uh, for the Top Pair podcast, so we have to, you know, you're on location in Charlotte, North Carolina, so we have to, you know, <laughs> make that known. Um, we're here again. We are, you know, days away from the beginning of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Team, the regular season wrapping up. You know, teams are running out of games, running out of time to either make up some ground, get into the playoffs, or solidify playoff position. And we're here to break it all down. Uh, before we do so, you know what we got to do? We got to break it down. We got to go through the housekeeping where you can find us. If you don't know by now, you probably skipped through this part of the podcast. And honestly, I do too. So that's okay. Um, where you can find us, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Google Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify, uh, Overcast, Amazon Music, Castbox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audio Boom. Basically anywhere you can get your podcast, you can find us on the homepage of the A1 Sports Network. That is A1SportsNetwork.com, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at A1 Sports Network. You can find the podcast at Top Pair underscore pod on Twitter and Instagram. That is at Top Pair underscore pod. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Eric Weinstein, 2Cs2Ns, two two Nicholas. You can find me on Twitter at Maxwell01 or on Instagram at Nick J. Maxwell. It's a lot easier for me to say it fast when I'm looking at where everybody can find us. I, I'm not guessing. So it's good. Um, All right. So to start out, this one, this was a tough one. We lost a a hockey legend, a hockey Hall of Famer, uh, close to my heart, an Islander legend. Um, The great Mike Bossy passed away on Friday. Uh, He passed away at the age of 65 um, with complications. He had lung cancer. He hadn't been on TSN in Quebec um, in quite a few months, you know, dealing with the illness and Unfortunately, cancer sucks. We all know that, and you know, it took away one of the one of the greats we've ever seen. Um, you know, maybe the biggest, one of the biggest, if not the biggest part of the dynasty years of the Islanders. Um, he scored fifty goals nine times in his career. One of the greatest pure goal scorers of all time, uh, whose career was actually cut short because of back problems. Um, Nick, when I hear my dad talk about Mike Bossy, he says, you know, you look at the stats, you look at the highlights, and it's like you can't even like you can't even begin to describe how good this guy was and how quickly it was over. You know, he played 752 games in the NHL. He played 10 years and he scored 573 goals, 553 assists for a total of 1126 points. Um his second year in the league, he scored 69 goals. Um, that was his career high. He scored 60, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 times. You know, this guy was goal scoring personified. He was the the second player ever to score 50 goals in 50 games, um, which is an amazing story. He had 48 goals going into the third period of game number 50, and he scored two goals in the third period. The it Just an unbelievable goal scorer. And Nikki, the hockey world lost a great one. 
last week. Yeah, I think I think you nailed it best. I mean, when you think about Mike Bossy, I just think like just dynamic, just all around dynamic type of player. Um, probably like the guy when you bought a ticket, they like he's the reason that you're paying to watch this game because you want to watch this guy score goals. Um, I mean, the career accolades you talk about prolific goal scorers, obviously like guys like Ovechkin and Crosby and you know Gretzky and stuff, but he belongs right there in that category with his list. And if he wasn't for back injuries, he would sure be a hell of a lot higher on that list. Um, you know, you, you know that like the Islanders fans and like that alumni bases were really close knit, probably one of the most close knit communities in the NHL. Um, I know he was really close with some of the younger players that they had on their team with Beauvillier. So it, it always just sucks. I mean, I think his daughter said it best, you know, she said it, it was really sad, but you just think about the fact that he's no longer in pain. He's no longer suffering. And that's kind of what's going to put their family, help them kind of move past this and move forward with everything. Absolutely. And, you know, think about this. He was the 15th pick in the 1977 draft by the Islanders. They thought he was too skinny. They were like, he's not going to fight. Like, they, they Drink ba- some beer. Yeah, they basically, they basically were like, this guy's too much of a, for lack of a better word, pussy to make it in the NHL. And that top line, it was him, Trottier, and Clark Gillies, who we also lost earlier this season. Just a season from maybe the worst season in the history of the New York Islanders this year. Not just record-wise, but how everything's kind of gone wrong, losing two pillars of the franchise, two staples of the of the dynasty years. I mean, just a tough, tough loss in Islander country. You know, there was a beautiful ceremony the other night at UBS Arena. Um, you know, in tribute to Mike Bossy, the video that they made was unbelievable. Um, where they have the the Islanders Hall of Famer, they have the plaques up. There were flowers all around the Mike Bossy plaque. So, just a job well done by the Islanders. You know, losing number twenty two is obviously, you know, it's heartbreaking considering how often he was around the island when they were playing at the Coliseum. You know, just an ambassador for the team, an ambassador for the game, and. You know, rest in peace to the great, great Mike Bossy. It's always tough to to move on from something like that, especially because I'm here. I'm on the island, so you know I'm hearing about it. You know, all day, every day. Um, but we got to move on um, for the first time in quite a while. Speaking of goal scoring and amazing goal scorers at that, we have for the first time in quite some time. And Ovechkin watch. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, I was just going to do that. Wow, oh. you beat me to it. Sorry. Well, chemistry. See that? We're, we're great minds think alike or whatever it is. Um, so Alexander Ovechkin, he scored his 50th goal the other night. His 780th career goal. He tied the great Mike Bossy and Wayne Gretzky for most 50, point season, 50 goal seasons in a career with nine. Um... He's kind of shattering every expectation we had. Um, all the averages, we were like, well, if he scores 34 goals a season or whatever it was, he'll be able to catch Gretzky. He said, forget that. I'm going to score 50 at age 36. Um, this guy is is and will be, seemingly for the near future, a machine. He refuses to be stopped. Yeah, I mean, he could have had the hat trick last night. I don't know if you saw it, the highlights or anything, but the first 
goal that Washington scored, he actually shot the puck from the point. It leaked through Leonard. And then as the puck was going into the net, Kuznetsov did like the sorry about this, tapped it into the net anyway for him. That guy's so, the worst. I, mean, <laughs> like, I hate that you guy. You can talk about him having 51 tonight. So I, everything that guy has done this year has just been absolutely ridiculous. I mean, to me, he's not getting enough MVP consideration considering that the Caps really haven't been a huge power at all this year. I mean, you think about where they would be without his 50 goals alone. Um, definitely not a playoff team. No. So. I, I still can't believe this. I mean, it's just like, and it's not like he's reinventing himself. It's just, it's the same thing over and over again. It's just, you're doing something better than anybody in the world and they just don't know how to stop it. it I always, I always compare it to like Mariano Rivera. Like you knew he was coming in. You knew he was throwing the cut fastball. It didn't matter. He, he was just the greatest at it. And, you know, people say that bossy was going back to him was the greatest pure goal scorer. But Ovechkin has really given him a run for his money with how many different ways he can, you know, he can shoot it. He can, you know, go to the, you know, drive to the net. The one timer from the circle. He's just, he's, he's incredible, and he continues to just, you know, carry this Washington Capitals team on his back. A team that isn't as deep as they have been in recent years. You know, they don't really have the goaltending that they had. You know, when they, you know, had Braden Holtby. It hasn't really worked out with Samsonov and Vanacek as much as they would like. But when you got number eight on your team, I you know, it you can't it's hard to count them out because he can put a team on his back for a series or two and all of a sudden we're looking at them in the conference finals again. Yeah. I mean it's just what is he like hundred and twenty something? Isn't that what I think I saw? Like hundred and twenty behind Gretzky now? I'm looking it up. Keep talking while I look no, it up. I mean if he had like imagine if he drops another fifty next year, like we're talking about, I mean... He, he's 114 goals behind Gretzky, 21 behind Gordy Howe. Wow. He I left, mean, he left just... Yager in the dust. It felt like he passed <laughs> Yager like last week. <laughs> <laughs> he's 14 ahead of Yager already. You, you, wanted to, you wanted to really put that stake in just in case Yager had any thoughts about coming back to the NHL. Right. I think that's what his word right. was. He's like, listen, old man, you better stay over and check because if you want to come over here... You're not catching me. Forget it. Yeah, he's he's at 780 goals in 1,272 games. That's insanity. And think about too, like where he would be. I was looking it up today. I think he said they said that he he's he was out an extra 55 goals because of the lockouts and the COVID stricken season, COVID shortened season. So it's like, I mean, for next year we could be like, yeah, if he has a big year, he could probably break Gretzky's record then. Yeah, he's for his career. He's point six one three goals per game. So basically, every time he stepped on the ice, there's a better not chance of him scoring than not scoring. Right. The only guys I could see that are ahead of him are Mario Lemieux. Ever hear of him? And the great Mike Bossy, who has the record at point seven six two goals per game. Mike Bossy played in seven hundred fifty two games. All these guys on the all-time goal list, it's like like Mark Recchi, 1,600 games. Yari Curry, 1,250. You know, Timo Solani, 1,451. Mike Bossy did it in 752 games. Dynamic. That's why I said like, I don't really know what other word, the word to say. If someone has a better word for dynamic, then use that word. But I just no, that's the word that I keep coming fits. back to. It fits. And Ovechkin just kind of does it. You know, any way possible, dirty areas. He does it from the from the circle, coming on the rush. Just 
the wrist shot is still unstoppable. Like this guy is, he's a force. That's, that's all you can say. And he, it doesn't seem like he's going to be slowing down anytime soon. I mean, it's, it's really just death taxes and Ovechkin breaking the scoring record because it's inevitable at this point. It's one of the three inevitables in life. Uh, I'm just praying he stays healthy. That's all my, and like, you know, we stop having labor disputes. That's yeah, pretty much my only Yeah, what's the CBA looking like? There's not like a lockout coming anytime soon, is there? What's the CBA look like? I think I think they signed that for five years, so I think he should be. And that was during the bubble season, yeah, so like I think that God. should be okay. Oh, thank God. Okay. Yeah. Alex Ovechkin continuing to score. Grass is green. Water's wet. You know. What else are you going to say? Um, all right, Nikki, what else we got this week? So I think probably, I mean, I don't know if you've been paying attention to this the last couple of nights, but I mean, I feel like every time I look at the standings in the wild card, like teams just keep flipping around or it's, it's just like different. now I have to go to like the fourth tiebreaker to figure out who's winning if all these teams went out. And yeah, whatnot. it's insane. The, the playoff picture, not only are we in games in hand season, we are in row wins season, people. <laughs> Regulation and overtime wins. Forget about your shootouts. Let's go. I love because once you get to row win season, we're at the nitty gritty here. We're we're getting right down to it. Yeah, I mean that's what I was looking at. I mean, I know I just mentioned the wild card, but frick, Rangers in Carolina. I feel like every single night it's just they're still tied for points. They're still tied for points, and then it's just like oh, they still have the, they both have the same amount of games remaining. So it's just. I wish they played each other one more time. Yeah, I don't think they do. Um, no, they do. Tuesday the 26th, so next Tuesday. Wow. Hurricanes come to Madison Square Garden. Wow. I mean, that's that's. I mean, that's probably for the division right there. Yeah. I mean, the Rangers, they have five games remaining. They have the Islanders tonight. Bruins, Canes, Habs, and Capitals. Let's take a look at the old, uh, what's their names? The Hurricanes. Why can't I find their schedule? I mean, the only real winnable game, I mean, not like definite win- winning game in that is probably Montreal. Right. And the Hurricanes. I think at that point, Montreal is going to be like just making tea times with like four day, two, two days left in the season. Yeah, exactly. And the Hurricanes have the Devils on Saturday, the Islanders on Sunday. Those are both afternoon games, which are always weird. Afternoon games yeah. are always weird. Um, then they go to Madison Square Garden the 26th, and they finish up at home against the Devils next Thursday. So, there could be a lot of jostling and a lot of movement between the Hurricanes and the Rangers. And that and that's only, you know, that's only those two. I mean, there is there is so much that can go on, like you said, in the wild card. I'm gonna throw it over to you if you'd like to break it down, because I've talked way too much in the first 15 minutes of the show. Yeah, I mean, the eight teams are pretty much set, right? So it's Carolina, Rangers, Pittsburgh, Florida, Toronto, Tampa, Boston, Washington. But there's just still a lot of, like, movement because, like, all these teams are just so close points-wise. I mean, the only real locks is that, like, Toronto's finishing in second and, and Florida's winning the Atlantic. Like, that's pretty much the only two locks right now. But, like, even Tampa, who has been struggling Oh, my God. And, like... I holy turnover. Like they I've never seen their decor turn the puck over this much in their entire life. They miss Ryan McDonough so freaking bad. Um they're like could very easily get bumped into the wild card slots tonight 
because if Boston wins, they're going to get bumped for 101 points. So um, I, I don't know. I mean, like if you're Toronto and you're seeing the way Tampa's playing right now, like between the ghosts of the past, right, and like playing a team that's not really hot walking in, I feel like you kind of want Tampa to somehow figure out a way to hold off Boston, right? I just I don't know. Like that's a good off that's the match a... and I and obviously like I think he's probably the MVP of the league, but do you really want him and taking your chances against Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron and Charlie McAvoy? Because that doesn't smell like a recipe for success for a team that's just so damn top heavy. Patrice Bergeron, we'll get to him is having one of the greatest defensive seasons for a forward, like, ever. And people are saying that this might be it for him? Yeah. Well, like, last year was contract, you know? Yeah. Like, if, I, if I'm if i Toronto, you're caught between a rock and a Bruins place here. I mean, what are you supposed to do? The team that you've lost to, what, four times in a row in the first round, with the ghost of that four to one lead in the third period always lingering over you whenever you like forever whenever they play the Bruins in the playoffs or you take on the reigning defending two-time Stanley Cup champions who also in fact still you still don't want to see Vasilevsky in the playoffs I don't care if he's been struggling I know people are saying that now Shesterkin is the best goalie in the NHL I do not want to see that guy come May yeah he's the last guy I want to see yeah, I've, I've I lost to him two two years in a row. He's the last guy you want to see. Yeah, and, and where it looks right now, I mean, the only team that I feel like would be is like super comfortable with their first-round matchup is probably Carolina just because, I mean, Washington isn't really a team that's scoring with a ton of pace anyway. And, like, no offense to Ilya Samsonov and Banachek, but, like, that's... Well, right now it like, would be like, like I know people keep saying Carolina doesn't have, like, a superstar on their team and whatever, but, like... It's not like you need a giant superstar to like break past this defense. Sorry, that's just like the honest truth. Yeah, the the, I mean the Caps. They're, you know, they're one of those teams where it's like you kind of saw it with Nashville a couple years ago, a team that either made it or won the Stanley Cup. You know, a couple years before. You know, the guys get older. You know, this is the Capitals. I think have the oldest roster in the NHL. It might be the Islanders, but they're buoyed because of Chara and Green. It's two 40-year-olds. So it, out of the teams that are remaining, I'm pretty sure it's the Capitals that have the oldest roster. And they've played – there's a lot of miles on those legs. So if I'm Florida or if I'm Carolina, I, I would much rather see the Capitals than Boston. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and then in the West, I'm looking at too, like – Colorado, Minnesota, St. Louis. The fact that Minnesota and St. Louis had to play each other in the first round oh is God. absolute bullshit. And I didn't see the game the other night. Um, I was at an engagement party, but I mean, I heard that game was just back and forth, back and forth, unbelievable. Yeah, I was watching. We watched. We watched the first period and a half here, um, and I mean, St. Louis dominated that period and it would get, I think it got to like 4-1 or something and I was just like alright turn this off because we had to go to a some party or whatever and then like I literally was at the bar and like it, the third period is like four minutes left and I'm like son of a bitch they tied this game up <laughs> like, both both then, those teams are just I mean with that, you, I mean that's that's for sure going to be the top that's going to be the best first round match it's appointment viewing it's absolutely appointment viewing yeah 
And I mean, like, congratulations for the team that wins that round, because that's like, oh, cool, we probably get to play Colorado. Yeah. Awesome. They, they exactly get to play Colorado. <laughs> so, like, I mean, unless, you know, you said it last week, you know, if the results hold right now, Dallas would play the Colorado Avalanche. And a couple of years ago, Dallas beat Colorado in the bubble. I mean, Colorado isn't unbeatable, but I mean, I don't want to see them in the playoffs. That, that that just because they're not unbeatable doesn't mean I want to play them like tomorrow. Yeah, I will say though, like the last couple of games I've watched, Dallas Scott Wedgwood has looked more like Scott Wedgwood, right? And like you had, bubble, I mean, you had to see that coming. Yeah, and and in the bubble, like Anton Kudobin played out of his mind, so. I mean, if Wedgwood, I guess, could find that level of his game, then obviously we always say, like every single year, hot goalie. Hot goalie. Yeah, so it's it's just crazy. I just think, like, wild card race is fascinating to me because you have Nashville, who's hasn't hasn't clinched a spot, but has pretty much clinched a spot. And then you have Dallas and Vegas and a little bit of Vancouver kind of battling for that last spot. Um, but I mean, like, Vegas, I just, dude, I don't really get what Pete DeBoer is doing right now. Like, he just soiled his goaltending. Like, in the press, he was kind of talking about how, like, Robin Leonard needs to make a save. He's not really doing enough. He needs more from his goaltending situation. And then last night, you know, he's trying to, like, pump his tires before the game. And then Washington scores one goal in the first period, and DeBoer pulls him. And it's like, what are you doing? It's just yeah. They've been like, going. They've been going with Thompson recently, who's been who's been playing well. Yeah, but like I mean, Robin I, Leonard's your guy. You traded your franchise pillar for Leonard to be the guy. Yeah, and and like again, no, all good for Thompson. I mean, no, oh, yeah, came out undrafted, played four years at the Canadian University at Brock University. So, um, I mean, awesome for him, but like. That's just it's just a weird angle to take with with Pete DeBoer, and I don't know if he just feels like he's coaching for his job right now, but it's just there's just a lot of head scratching going on, and they're just not getting enough from their top players to do enough. Um, I do think they play Dallas one more time. I could be wrong on that. I'm gonna try and put that out, but like I'm looking now. This, there's gonna be a lot of changes. I think if yes, they do actually on yep. next Tuesday. Um, there's going to be a lot of changes if Vegas can't figure out a way to sort of even squeak into these playoffs. So I'm looking up now their remaining games. The Knights have the Sharks on Sunday, the Stars Tuesday, which is might be must-watch. That's 8.30 on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, then they play the Hawks and the Blues next Wednesday and Friday. Uh, let me pull up the Dallas Stars. They have five games left. They're at Calgary tonight on ESPN+. Plus. They played the Kraken, Vegas, the Coyotes, and the Ducks. So those are three games with the Kraken, Coyotes, and Ducks that are winnable games, to uh-huh. say the least. Those are teams you should beat. You know, Calgary, they're sitting pretty right now. and They're in first place, I believe. Yep. Um, did they win the division yet? No, um, no, they, they clinched like the playoff spot. But, it. They're up yeah. eight points, so like Edmonton would basically have to like win out. Calgary would have to lose out. So um, yeah, but Calgary I, they're not they're not slowing down by any stretch. Calgary is like a borderline wagon. Like they are, yeah. they are real. I mean that Jacob Markstrom has been fantastic. Johnny Hockey is going to get 
you know, Hart Trophy votes. I mean, Matthew Kachuk is one thing, point away from 100. The only thing stopping them, like possibly stopping them, is just making sure that they still get a little bit of scoring from their second line occasionally. Like, I think that's the only thing. So, like, somehow get Mangiapane going consistently. Um, I think, uh, who's the other guy on that line? Uh, Michael Backlund, I want him to get going a little bit too. Like, those are the only guys that you want to make sure that their ice time is, you know, they're feeling confident in their game going in. So I would say, like, again, though, I mean, if we could possibly somehow also get a battle of Alberta in the I'm playoffs. I'm like, for that. I'm dying. I would be. I will be recording those games. All Not due just respect. I'll be recording those games. All due respect to the LA Kings. They've had a fantastic season. They should be commended for kind of accelerating the rebuild. Lose in the first round to Edmonton. Just do it, okay? I you're not going to win the Stanley Cup anyway. Give me the I Battle mean, of Alberta in the second round. Well, well, you know you've exceeded expectations for a lot oh, of people. This absolutely, year. us included. You know, I think we had them like second to last in our season preview. The Battle of Alberta yeah. in the second round. You have McDavid and Dreisaitl going up against Kadrow and Kachuk. I mean, please, please and thank you. <laughs> Um, also credit to like 80 year old Mike Smith back to back shutouts last week, 41 years old. God bless him. Just need to make sure that he doesn't like tear his groin or his back or whatever, anything. Some of Um, the best hair in the NHL consistently, like consistently. I would love to see him score a goalie goal in the playoffs because it's just funny to me how good he is at playing the puck. Electric. And like, even in situations where you would never want to go to play the puck, you're like, yeah, it's fine. it's yeah, totally it's fine. Mike Smith's guy. It's fine. Yeah. Um, also, on Calgary, just want to give a shout out to Rasmus Anderson. Forty six points and a plus twenty eight. The guy never scored over twenty one points in his career. So shout out to him. Um, fantastic year. And that that you know Anderson, Hannafin, Killington, Tanev, even Zadorov, Good Branson, like they have a really solid defense core. Really solid. Yeah, and when you have forwards that are also willing to play the puck on both sides, like that helps out a lot. Yeah, I mean, is Daryl Sutter your coach of the year? Like, I think, I think so. I think so too. And it's just like, can I I vote Andrew Brunette? Yeah, I think he's definitely. It's definitely. I think those are the two top candidates right now. Because a very unenviable situation that he had to jump into, and I think Gerard (laughs) Gallant's probably going to get some votes too. Yeah, I think so. It's just, I mean. Good for the league has done a really good job this year of just like I mean scoring is up ridiculous. Scoring like, is scoring, way scoring, up. scoring is at six point. I was reading a thing today. Scoring is up at six point three goals a game, which is the highest since the nineteen ninety five ninety six series season. Yeah, series. and and meanwhile we're still having these like historic years from goaltenders. Like Shesterkin is having is ridiculous. Markstrom, Sorokin, like these guys are having insane seasons, and like yeah. scoring is up. But I also wonder too, like if if what's playing into that, like I think I think the backloading of the schedule because we had that bad COVID pause for most of the league, right? Yeah, we did. So it's like guys are going to be tired, and that's when like defensive assignments are going to miss. But also, it's just like how many goaltending either injuries or retirements and stuff. You know, it's like Price was out pretty much the whole year. pecorine has gone. Um, you know, it's just like like I wonder, just like bad. There's just not enough good goaltenders to go around. Like I think that's also part of it too. Yeah, I, that's that's also very true. Like there's a lot of teams where 
you know, look what the Wild did. You know, the Wild saw that goaltending might be a weakness. Cam Talbot's not bad by any stretch, but if you can improve it and bring in a guy like Marc-Andre Fleury, I mean, you do it. Yeah. I mean, there's also just a lot of bad teams around the league, too. No, there's I guess there's a lot of bad teams. Like, it's it's really funny. Like, you look at the bottom teams in the league right now, and I'm just waiting for my fucking screen to load because my internet today sucks. You got Arizona, Seattle, who, let's bring it up again, completely butchered the expansion draft. Um, <laughs> Chicago, I mean, Montreal, the Flyers yep. are a mess. Like, it's... Yep. Sharks can't get a save. Detroit loses games eight to six for some reason. Yeah, I mean, you but know? then there's teams like New Jersey. Like I don't, they're they're bad. Like no, but like, that's also that's also part of that's injury, right? That's yeah. what I threw that into with like, I mean, you know, no offense to what is it, Nico Dawes, not Nigel Dawes, right? Nigel Dawes is like a forward. Nico Dawes, yeah, Nico Dawes, Nico Dawes yeah. is like 22 years old. Yeah, so it's like that dude's still developing. He should have like, played I can't in the really coast. Get hard this. on him for that. He I mean, should have played in the coast this year. Like, there's no reason that he should be playing NHL games. Yeah. But I mean, you know, Detroit. Detroit's weird for me because I thought they were going to be a lot better with Nedeljkovic, but like that has not gone well this Yo, year. Yeah, he might suck. <laughs> like, the, like, listen, the the Red Wings aren't exactly a stout defensive team, but make a save. Yeah. That's like I said. They're just losing. You can't lose a game eight to six. Like, like because at that point, as a defenseman, you're just being like, "All right, this is clearly not just me. This is not a, a me problem here." Like he's got a three three goals against three 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 goals against, and he's Oof. a nine oh one save percentage. Now, Thomas, I'm actually surprised Thomas Grice, in the 900s, I'm not gonna lie. If you told me that he would have a three 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 goals against average, I was gonna go with eight eighty seven. Yeah, I was very surprised that it's over nine. I mean, Thomas Grice has been. Hasn't been good either, but he's like a thirty-six-year-old journeyman at this point. Like, to be honest, who's even on their D though? Like, now that I'm thinking about it, outside of Maurice Sider. Well, why don't we take a look? Uh, Philip Peronic, who's a minus twenty-nine. Um, Are you gonna win the plus-minus year of the award? And by win, I mean have the worst plus-minus. No, I think in the it's league. I think it's Keith Yandel. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Nick Letty was a minus thirty-three. Traded him. They have Lindstrom, not Lidstrom. Uh, Danny DeKaiser, Jordan Osterley. Um, they had Troy Stetcher for a while. It's just a lot of placeholders. Not good. Yeah. I can't believe Danny DeKaiser's still in the league. Although well, he's only 32. Wow, I didn't I thought he was way older than that. I think they brought him in late. Like he was definitely like not in the plans. Yeah. Like, if your plans include like Dan... Is like kind of, do you think Yeisman has, like, kind of looked back yet and been like, man, this is going to take a lot longer than I thought. Well, like, I mean, it's... it's they He knew going in. It's it's definitely a rebuild. But they're definitely building something. I mean, kind of shitty that Dylan Larkin, he's going to be out for the rest of the year. He had, I think he had core muscle surgery. So, at least, you know, what's happening now, he'll be ready for training camp next year. But a career year for him, you know, Lucas Raymond looks like a real... You know, another using that word again, dynamic piece for their forward group. Uh, you know, Mo Sider is just a house in the next Chris Pronger. Like, he's insane. You know, Heronic is solid. Pia Suter is fine. They have some guys they got to pay. Um, yeah. But they have a ton of cap space because everybody's still so young. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I was just going to say. Is like, I feel like after next year is when they have a lot of their top forwards go on UFA. Not even RFA, UFA. So, it, 
that's going to be like a big summer for the Eisenman to kind of keep this keep this court together. Like I kind of think that uh, I think Bertuzzi. I think he's the guy who's kind of the, I guess the fall guy, who's the guy who's going to get moved, um, because I think he's got one year left on his deal. He had a great season. Um, I think he's kind of. I didn't think we talked about the Red Wings as much, but he's uh, he's kind of the guy who's going to get moved. We're giving everybody love today. Come yeah, on. we never talk about Detroit. I mean, we might as well, right? <laughs> I think we talked about them like two weeks in the season because they won like three games in a row, and we were like, the Red Wings are back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of bad, but there there's bad in building something, and there's bad and hopeless. Like, I think bad and hopeless right now. I have Philadelphia, completely hopeless. Yep. Arizona. Did you see today that apparently there's a rumor that Ryan Ellis is going to have to retire after this year? Which, like... Oh, I hope not. Dude, that was... What a crappy way to go out. And also, fucking David Poyle, you snake. You traded him and you knew his knee was bad. Yeah, you that, snake. There, there would be some sort of investigation if that happened. Or, like, there would have to be, like, a cap recapture penalty or something. Like, yep. that would be some real shady business if that, like, actually <laughs> happened. Like, his first year and he has to retire after trading him with, like, seven years left on his deal. I'd be so fucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, I shouldn't laugh because, like, it's a career-ending injury for a really good defenseman. But, like, man, oh, man. That guy was like, it's fixed. We got Ryan Ellis. Like... We got Ryan Ellis and Rasmus Ristolainen. Yeah. Oh, it's not fixed. Okay. Don't worry. They still have Ristolainen. Oh, wait, let's see what his plus minus is. He's got to be near the top. And by top, you mean bottom. Right. <laughs> He's only a minus I mean, nine. Wow. Oh, hang the banner. I mean, that's incredible. JVR is a minus 34. Keith Yandel is a minus 42. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, yikes. Can I look up plus minus like the worst? Let's see. Yep. Keith Yandel is 994th in the league in plus minus with a minus 42. Seth Jones is a minus 37. There's like 35 years left on his contract. Um, Oliver Bjorkstrand is a minus 35. JVR minus 34. And Nick Suzuki is in minus 31. Yeah. What do all those guys have in common? They play on shitty teams. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the one thing I keep saying, though, is because everyone keeps saying that Goudreau's going to Philadelphia, and I'm just like, do you really why? think he wants to go there? Like, money's green even over the border, man. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's blue, but it's still it's still money. Yeah, and it looks weird. It's kind of like tran- like transparent for some reason in certain parts of the bill, but that's fine. When we went to Vancouver, I forgot to go to the money exchange. I had a twenty of Canadian money, and I was like, "Damn it!" Like I <laughs> I saw it like when I got home. I was like, "Ah!" Oh. It's like what the hell Might am I gonna well do with wipe my butt with this? I was like, now. "What am I gonna do with twenty Canadian dollars on Long Island? I'm gonna do nothing with that." <laughs> so I gave it to my brother. I was like, "Here, here's some Canadian money." Like here's twenty bucks. Like, thanks. The sh- the T-shirt I got him was less. Um, by the way, the top three and plus minus in the league all flames: Gaudreau, Lindholm, Kachuk. So that line, okay. Yeah, and then Devon Taves and Kale McCarr are four and five. Alex Goligoski is a plus forty four. Up and off the glass, baby. That's yeah, what, that's what that gets you. Up right to Kaprizov. Um. 
And then Falk, Huberdeau, Uyghur, and Gustav Forsling round out your top ten. Forsling. I mean, I guess when your team scores a thousand goals, then it's really easy to jack up your plus minus or like minimize the damage of anything. Nick Jensen is like, a plus thirty. Because like Florida's already beating Detroit right now, three to one in the end of the first period. So that's nice. God, Nick Jensen's a plus thirty four because he's probably on the ice when Ovechkin scores a lot. <laughs> that's that's the only way that would make sense. Um, all right, as we <laughs> this analytics hour was brought to you by uh, FanDuel. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't even know what to, what else to talk about. I mean, do the Penguins stink? I mean, man, without without Tristan Jari, and I mean, I'm not saying the guy's a world beater of a goaltender, but like solid back there, and he had some demons last playoff yeah, or whatever did. that was. That last year or two years ago, I that can't was last remember, year. But, I was there at Game but, Six. It was like the the puck was like a thumbtack. He had no idea where it was. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I don't know. Who are they? Probably rolling with Casey DeSmith now, right? I mean, it's I think. Just, it's, that's tough. Casey DeSmith. There's going to be, there's going to be some, there's going to be a lot of decisions they have to make. I mean, it sucks for what could potentially be Crosby, Malkin, and Latang's last run here, though I still feel like they'll figure out a way to get all of them signed again. But, like, I wanted them to be at full strength to actually give this a legitimate shot of, of, winning the cup but i don't know i they unless their depth starts scoring more then the pens really don't scare me come playoff time guess who the penguins backup is tonight like who now because it's casey DeSmith. they're rolling with louis domingue oh man oh no <laughs> Suddenly, Casey DeSmith feels like Mike Richter. Like, oh, oh, man. That's just no good for anybody involved. I feel like Louis Domingue is one of those guys who gets who keeps getting jobs because people are like, well, right-handed catching goalie. Uh, Remember he had that off. week? He had that yeah. week. Yeah, right-handed like, catching goalie. He, he did really well for the Lightning when he played for them. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's like I could do okay for the Lightning if I played for them. It's a, it's a fucking Lightning. Like, he was he was the Coyotes goalie of the future. I mean, <laughs> God. All right, one more thing I wanted to get your, your opinion on. Sure. The middle finger heard round the world. And by round the world, I mean the state of Minnesota. So funny. What's the level of pettiness necessary for Evander Kane's ex to be Venmoing Ryan Hartman to pay off his fine? I gotta tell you, that was Have you one ever of pissed the, off an ex that bad, Eric. That was one. Of, me, no, but that was, well, maybe, but that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. When his wife sends him two hundred bills, uh, it just so funny, so so funny. I loved it. I, I loved every second of it. Dude, I feel bad for her because it's like she's in a no-win situation with everything, especially with like a kid being involved. But I'm just like, why? Like, how do you have the audacity to just a do that and then b like boast about it like on social media? It's like, what are you? What are you even doing? And I mean, a lot of good came out of it. And Ryan Hartman, classy guy, like don't did a lot of good for the Children's Hospital in Minnesota. I think he raised over like. It's like thirty grand. grand, I think I saw. I the last I saw was like over, like just over thirty grand. Oh, okay, so maybe just near forty, almost near forty grand or something. But like, 
I just I could not like that was the most shocking moment for me. It's just there's you know it's so funny how something like that something something great came out of it. I mean, thirty grand to the Children's Hospital in Minnesota. I mean, just job well done and just so so funny. Do you think do you think guys should be like fined or ejected or suspended for giving the middle finger in the middle of the game? I think a fine. You know, fine. Twenty five hundred okay. bucks, you know, call it a day. Still the greatest one to me, I think it was Andrew Ference when he scored in Montreal and then just did it to the crowd as he turned around and, and just <laughs> yeah, just immediate glove off, you know, bird right to the crowd. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. And then he tried to like play it off like he was like pointing to the sky or whatever. I was like, scratching my nose. Like, no, you weren't. <laughs> you know what you did. Such a good one. But like, it's stuff like people are saying like, oh, the league is soft now because they find him. It was just the middle finger. It's like, bro, it was on national TV. Yeah, there's still kids watching this. You can't be flipping the birds. It's just, <laughs> is it funny? Of course. It's always funny, especially in that situation. Especially after Evander Kane's wife paid some of the fine. But he's got to get fined. It's It's got to happen. It, it happened in the NBA. I mean, Kyrie got fined 50 grand for all the shit that he did last week. So, like... Dude, that was bad. And I don't even follow the NBA, but I was watching that live. Because I think, like, that's, like, the only series that I've been paying remote attention to. Just because it's funny to me. And it's, like... His flat Earth self doesn't doesn't really understand why he's getting booed by all these people. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna give the same energy back. It's like, why do you think they hate you? You were like, yeah, I'm gonna resign here if you'll have me, and then six months later, he was like, not giving any effort in the playoffs, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to Brooklyn now. They couldn't wait to get rid of Kyrie. Whatever. I mean, yeah, I hope he falls off his flat Earth. I can't stand him. Nick's dodged a bullet with that guy. <sighs> All right. I think that about wraps it up for this week's edition of the Top Bear Podcast, where we had three things to talk about, and we're like, let's just BS for 25 minutes. <laughs> we're rambling. We're rambling and rambling. We're a couple of rambling men. Um, All right, guys, guys and gals. So next week, we can pretty much... Almost be ready for our Stanley Cup preview episode for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Everything should be, you know, pretty close to being rounded out on who's playing who and, you know, what team is playing where. Guys, we're a week away. I'm assuming that games will start probably two Sundays from now. Yeah, I mean, maybe even, I'm trying to think when the last day of the regular season is. But I think next everybody Thursday. has no more than five games left around their schedule. So between this weekend, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we might be talking, you know, last day of the regular season next week. Yeah, I mean, we're really, we're really down to the nitty gritty here. Again, row wins and games in hand. That is the theme of the NHL for the next week. Um, again, it's R O W in your standings. You look on that on the ESPN app. You know, that's pretty much going to decide a lot of these races is who, you know, won, won more games in overtime and not winning more in the shootout. I mean, listen, it's 2022 and we're still deciding games by a shootout. If you win more games in a shootout than another team, you deserve to not have home ice. 
I the only person I know who likes to shoot out is my mom. Like nobody likes to shoot out. Like I don't know. Anyway, Nikki, um, I'm sure you and I will, you know, we'll be in touch. We'll be tweeting. We'll be tweeting and tweeting up a storm about about what's going on in the league. Um, so anybody listening and your team is eliminated, I'm sorry. We're both there with you. Both our teams were eliminated. Um, but hey, sh- nothing like stress-free playoff hockey to get you through. Hey, May spring. 10th is the draft lottery, so you should be focusing on that right now. May 10th is, in fact, the draft lottery. I think the Islanders can move up 10 spots. It's yep. weird. Something like that. Um, if the hockey gods, you know, smile, you know, considering my luck with the Knicks in the draft lottery – they'll be moving back because that's just how this thing goes. But anyway, you know, keep, keep following along. We'll be back next week with our Stanley cup playoff preview. Stick around. You won't want to miss it. I'm Eric. He's Nick. We're your top pair. We'll see you later.